So what I would like to talk to you a little bit about today is something I was asked to do in 2010 and 2011. Um, I was getting ready to leave over at the CIA where I'd worked for a number of years and the Intelligence Science Board said, could you give us a brief on what's in, st what's in store for us in the future? And uh, it was some information I think some people didn't know and I think the, it's good for people to be aware of what's going on out there. Can you actually send and receive sensory information, like the matrix? The short answer is yes. What we do know um, is that DARPA did get permission for 500 um, operations to do deep brain electrode implants. They haven't published anything yet, but my guess is what you're looking at is human-human thought transference. And certainly in the open science world, that was published uh, last month. Actually, the brain-to-brain -brain transfer of sensory information in two humans, and they achieved a success rate of being right 85% of the time. So you can attach one human brain to a device, you can attach the human brain to another human brain. You can direct motor activity, or you can send communication and information. So that's what people are doing. There's a whole world out there of biohacking. I don't know if you're aware of it, but you should be. So normally at the university, we are well regulated by the uh, uh, federal laws about studying and experimenting on humans. There's a biohacking community that is not part of the official science community that is busy trying to attach hardware to humans and they do it in their basements. Uh, they study up on how to do the surgeries, how to connect devices, how to put motherboards in people. Um, and they may use it for some purposes like phishing, using RFID signals in their hands to take information from you. But uh, there are some other interesting developments. When you start thinking about the fluidity of what you can do with the brain, they're experimenting with CE6 and giving people with eye drops night vision. For several hours, a person receiving the night drops can see over 160 feet in the dark. So it's a lot easier to look through your own eyes than it is to put on nods. And it will be a short time before you get a better solution than we get from the biohacking community. But it could also be readily available to almost anybody on the planet. Um, it's going to be harder to keep this under control than it is to keep the special lenses and uh, night vision technology. Um, so uh, I think it's really important that people pay attention to, to this kind of a thing because that can give humans the natural ability for a while to see in the dark. So people are playing with chemicals to enhance the human capacity. They're also experimenting now with how do you add a device to the mammalian brain to give it an extra sensory ability. You may not want to detect infrared. You might want to have a room temperature detector of radiation, depending on what your job is in life. So when you think about it, uh, the possibility now is there to develop different kinds of devices. They could be perhaps used either by intelligence people or by uh, uh, people in the military to have an extra ability to be able to see through walls, to uh, see heartbeats. We used to play with the uh, 18 gigahertz microwave uh, detectors where we could pick up heartbeats through anything but solid steel and water, but that could easily be a human who can see the unique heartbeat that's behind the wall over there that's thermal insensitive. So it doesn't have to be IR. Uh, it can be a number of things. Anything that you can co-opt is theoretically now possible to adapt to human brain functioning. All you'd have to learn is the code. You'd have to train with it. 
It might not be natural at first. You might not understand the signal you're getting, uh, but you can add to human brain function. You can also use it to intercept signals. Uh, the experiment that was just released this last month, uh, as I said, demonstrated that people could transfer knowledge from one human to another. And I, I commented to uh, a couple of my colleagues and I said, I think right now the most direct application of that is going to be either covert communication or running drones. The set of experiments, I didn't have videos to show you, um, but there have been a series that have shown you can connect the human brain to a rat and control its motor movement and its tail. So you can have non-human animal drones you can have the human brain probably run a regular drone at this point, but uh, running a non-human drone, something like a cockroach or a rat, would it be awesome. And now the, if you were watching the Olympics and you see the coordinated maze of drones, the software is now really readily available where you could, uh, you could have hordes of little creatures that can gain access to facilities um, or, or move around in different places, all run by a person sitting in a booth. Um, it wouldn't be, it's no more technically challenging once you do that than figuring out the logistics of how you're going to send your signal somewhere else in the world and how to protect that signal. But um, that's, that's now, that's not um, in the future. So as you begin to think what's in five years, the interfaces are going to become uh, more delicate more refined, and as transcranial magnetic stimulation, it's a rather crude instrument right now. It creates a field that excites just hordes of neurons. But as they, as they um, refine the technology so you can get a better point specificity to the neurons you actually want to activate, you should be able to do this without penetrating the skull. Um, either someone could wear a cap, and in fact, that's how the latest brain-to-brain -brain communication in humans was done. It was done without surgery and uh, actually signaling uh, via some stimulation to the retina and the brain decoding it. Although the person consciously didn't know what the code was, their brain did. Um, so that I would recommend people becoming aware of that uh, from the human drone technology standpoint. The second field uh, that people may or may not be aware of, in, uh, I always tell my students, I said I wasn't around when they developed uh, atomic weapons, but um, Dr. Ventner's work is, my, my view, the equivalent of the development of nuclear weapons when you realize uh, that he created life in a cell back in 2010. I don't know if people are familiar with his work, but this technology paired with something called CRISPR, which is like an editing software for genes, makes a number of things immediately available. What he did is he programmed yeast cells to produce anything he wanted. They can produce perfume, they can produce petroleum, they can produce any peptide, anything we program the DNA to do, and it's in the living cell. Right, so in medicine, the goal in medicine now is to be able to do uh, designer medicine and therapy. If we can design a cell to get into your body and release the right product for you, you won't be losing half the drugs you take through your liver when you swallow a pill and it gets digested. These can be inserted into you through the hypospray uh, needles, almost like Dr. McCoy on Star Trek, giving you the hyperspray. It just blasts now plasmids into your squamous cells. But uh, Ventner was able to do that and has the patent on the technology. But you can engineer anything. You put in a specific gene slicing, you program what you like, you put it in the cell, and it can reproduce and make as much as you like. For those of you who don't know, your DNA is usually all wrapped up in tight little coils. And so what you're doing is when they create plasmids and put them into cells, it sends a signal and tells which portion of the DNA should unwrap, unfold, and produce a product. 
Now, this is the future of medicine. Uh, when you look at this technology in medicine and say, this is going to be done to help people, right? We want to be able to give them medicines. We actually want to correct for genetic deficits. If a kid's born with a genetic anomaly, with the CRISPR technology, the feeling is we can create the portion of the gene they're missing and go have it spliced back in. And that may help a child, either if it's in utero development or once they're older, to have the missing substance actively produced. What would you do with this if you were in security and intelligence? Well, you can do a number of things. You could decide if you make this gene, we know that certain people in the world who function at very high altitudes very, very well do it because they had a special mutation in their genome that we don't have because we didn't grow up in the Himalayas. But they can function at very high altitudes. Could you give this to people who are going to have to do war fighting in high altitudes and they don't require extra support? Their body makes a much more efficient use and can work under conditions of lower oxygen than the rest of us. You start letting your mind wander. Can it also produce a substance that lets you um, function longer underwater without oxygen? So, but these are run by certain mutations in genes. And with CRISPR, we have the ability to actually make these and see what happens when we give them to animals, non-human or human animals, that don't have it naturally. You have the Forrest Gump gene. You guys have been tracking. There's a gene that just makes you stronger. Related to this is an idea called dreads. These are designer receptors that can be remotely controlled. So think about it for a moment. You can create a designer receptor. You can create a cell. You can put it somewhere in the body and you can remotely activate it when the brain's exposed to the right signal. Using this technology, people have been able to transfer memories from one fruit fly to another by signaling through a, a light stimulus uh, into the retina. Right now, in, in most animals, it's done by putting a substance into their body uh, that will actually activate the neuron in the way that you want it. So you have the capacity to create any product, as long as you know the DNA sequence, you can insert it into a living system, and you can remotely control it. So in medicine, we think about how we do that to help people, how we do to repair deficits. Other people are going to think about how do they do it to expand possibilities. Now, one of the challenges that we have is that when you create a cell and you put it in somebody's body, you have to figure out where you want it. What if you want it in their brain, right? If you want it in their brain, and you can't figure out, you don't want to do surgery to plant it in their brain. If I want a product produced in your brain that may affect the way you think, the way you act, one route to that is through uh, stem cells. If you're a quick brush up on your biology, stem cells are cells, they're called God cells. They can turn into anything. They hold the potential, unlike other cells in your body, to become anything you want them to become. And they can go find their home in the body and park there and do the work that you'd like them to do. You can infuse them and they will find their way into the brain. So once you know that the technology is there to edit, splice, and program a cell, and the technology currently exists to administer it to somebody and have it go park anywhere you program it to go park, proliferate, and do its function, you can have things activated in other people's brains.
Neuralace is sort of like, it's basically a Neuralink. Because mm-hmm. uh, life imitates art. It does indeed. <laughs> it does indeed. So she wakes up and the opening scene is her memory has been uploaded by this Neuralace when she's been killed. And uh, now she gets to choose a new body. And this AI um, is interfacing with her recorded memory in her Neuralace um, and helping her and being like, hello, you're dead but because you had a neural lace, your memory's uploaded. Do you want to choose a new body? And you're going to be born here in the culture and like start a new life. You, you could also save state. And save state? Save state. Like save your brain state. Like like a saved game in a video game. Whoa. <laughs> like like if you want to swap from Windows 95. Well, to, hope, like yeah. you... <laughs> a little better than... <laughs> Than that, but yeah, I think we are Windows ninety five right now. Yeah. M- From m- a future me. perspective, probably. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you you could uh, save state um, and restore that state into a biological being if you if you wanted to in the future. In principle, there's like nothing like from a physics standpoint that prevents this. Now, you, you'd be a little different, but then you're also a little different when you wake up in the morning from yesterday. The relationship with super intelligence, um, like artificial super intelligence, is just it's like great if someone ultimately does get a neural link installed what will take place well for version one of the device it would be um it, it basically implanted in your skull so uh, <laughs> but it would be so, uh, flush with your skull so you basically uh, take out a chunk of skull replace put the neural link device in there um you you put the the electrode you'd insert the electrode threads very carefully into the the brain um, and uh, and then you you know stitch it up and um, and you wouldn't even know that somebody has it um, and then and and so then it, it it can interface basically anywhere in, anywhere in your brain in principle you would be able to communicate uh, very quickly and with far more precision uh, ideas. Uh, and, and language would, I'm not sure what would happen to language. But you, you could probably, in a situation like this, you would be able to just, it would be like, kind of like the Matrix. You, you want to speak a different language, no problem. Right. That's why we just downloaded the program. We are becoming cyborgs. Like, our brains are fundamentally changed. Everyone who grew up with electronics, we are fundamentally different from previous, from homo sapiens. I call us homo techno. I, th- I think we have evolved into homo techno, which is like essentially a new species. How many years before you don't have to talk? If the, if, if the development continues to accelerate, then maybe like five years, five to 10 years. That's- Obviously, it's not it's not utopia. It's not perfect. And like because like striving for utopia, I think, feels hopeless. And, and it's sort of like maybe not the best terminology to be using. Um, so it's like it's a pretty good place, like mm-hmm. mostly like, you know, super intelligence and biological beings exist fairly in harmony. There's not too much war. There's like as as close to equality as you can get. You know, it's like it's like approximately a good future. A lot of breakthroughs on the medical front, uh, particularly around synthetic uh, mRNA. Uh, you can basically do anything with uh, synthetic uh, RNA. 
DNA. Um, it's, really, it's like a computer program. So, I mean, I think with enough, with, with, uh, with effort, that's not too crazy. You could probably stop aging, reverse it if you want. Um, uh, these are, you can basically do anything. You can turn someone into a freaking butterfly if you want with the right DNA sequence. So, I mean, caterpillars do it. We can choose our own evolution. We can change the way our brains work. And so we actually have a huge responsibility to do that. It's allowing them to control a computer or a phone just using their mind. It's like if you look at Silicon Valley and you look at like whatever the, tech, the tech, technocracy, like what's been happening there. Like it's like when Silicon Valley started, it was all just like Facebook and all this like for-profit crap that like really wasn't particular i guess it was useful but it was it's sort of just like whatever um but like now you see like lab-grown meat in places like silicon valley uh, equality is out but immortality is in everybody's talking about immortality uh, google has just established two or three years ago a sub-company called calico whose stated aim is to solve the problem of death we've solved search now we'll solve death and they are not the only ones. And basically they are saying death is not some metaphysical phenomenon. We don't have to wait for the second coming of Christ in order to solve it. Uh, a couple of geeks in the laboratory can do it. And you see, the difference of this first uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you if you take a genetic editing. And it's like, I keep thinking about motherhood, how um, under capitalism, it's like this extremely essential job that is very difficult, that is not compensated. And we sort of like value things by by how much we compensate them. And so we really devalue motherhood in our society and pretty much all societies. Like capitalism does not recognize motherhood. It's just a job that you're supposed to do for free. Um, and it's like, but it, I feel like producing great humans should be seen as a great as a, as profit under capitalism like that should be that's like a huge social good like every awesome human that gets made adds so much to the world so like if that was integrated into the profit structure then um you know and if we potentially found a way to compensate motherhood but the product this time will not be textiles or machines or vehicles or even weapons the product this time will be humans themselves we are basically learning to produce bodies and minds. Bodies and minds are going to be, the, I think, the two main products of the next wave of all these uh, uh, changes. That is, is, is optional. Again, and if you think about it from the viewpoint of the poor, it looks terrible because throughout history, death was the great equalizer. The big consolation of the poor throughout history was that, okay, these rich people, they have it good, but they're going to die just like me. But think about a world, say, in 50 years, 100 years, where the poor people continue to die, but the rich people, in addition to all the other things they get, they also get an exemption from death. There's a report from, a joint report from the government of the UK and Germany about transhumanism. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you know, this is one of the agendas of the World Economic Forum. That's yeah. not hidden. It's not a conspiracy. Transhumanism. And, and they talk about the RNA vaccines as an entry point, uh, oh, kind of opening that space uh, ethically and otherwise. 
have to solve the wiring problem. And so there are people, you know, like Elon Musk, who are trying to work on closed-loop systems where the, the, the read of the brain um, and the input into the brain all happens within the brain in an implant that then is, is actually a very small implant um, that's put just underneath the skull. A good two-way communication system, direct communication system, between brains and computers, this is kind of a, the, the watershed moment. I mean, once you have a good two-way, nobody has any idea what happens after that. If you have um, uh, a good two-way communication system directly between brains and computers, it also means you can connect several brains together to create an inter-brain net with a because it's, it's the, same, the same system, the same communication system. And nobody has any idea what this means for things like identity. Who am I when I can access directly the brain of another person? The word intelligent design immediately brings to mind of many people the creationist idea that all life forms are designed by God. And, and I, sometimes people tell me, don't use the word intelligent design. But it is intelligent design, what we are about to see in the world. It's just not the intelligent design of, of, of the God of the Bible. It's the intelligent designs of human beings and increasingly of, of algorithms. Once you really solve a problem like direct brain-computer interface. When brains and computers can interact directly, uh, for example, to take just one example, that's it. That's the end of history. That's the end of biology as we know it. Nobody has a clue once, what, what will happen once you, once you solve this. All right, Thrive Nation, you've been asking us to come to New York, and after much venue hunting, we have finally found a way to bring the Reawaken America Tour to Rochester, New York. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are bringing the Reawaken America Tour to Rochester, New York. And then July 8th and 9th, we're bringing the Reawaken America Tour to Virginia Beach. So far on the Reawaken America Tour, our past featured speakers have included Mel Kay, Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, Dr. Dave Martin, Charlie Kirk, Donna Clement, Stella Emanuel, Owen Schroyer, Alex Jones, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Karen Kingston, Chad Prather, Praise and Worship Leader Sean Foyt, Pastor Archer Pulowski, Seth Holhouse, Dr. Judy Mikevitz, Alan Keyes, Melissa Tate, Pastor Leon Benjamin, Mike Lindell, Eric Trump, Pastor Mark Burns, and Vandersteel. Dr. Richard Bartlett, Ian Smith, Pastor Dave Scarlett, Gene Ho, Mike Adams, Simone Gold, Scott McKay, Dr. Christiane Northrup, Amanda Grace, Dr. Mark Sherwood, Anna Kate, Del Bigtree, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Dr. Andy Wakefield, Dr. Jim Meehan, Lee Dundas, Dr. Eric Naputi, Alfie Oaks, Pastor Todd Coconato, Floyd Brown, Sheriff Richard Mack, election expert Seth Keschel, Pastor Phil Hotzenpiller, Attorney General Ken Paxton, Dr. Rashid Batar, Sam Sorbo, Senator Wendy Rogers, Sheriff Vic Rigolato. And you're going to absolutely love this event. It's going to be August 12th and 13th in Rochester, New York. Now, if you want to reserve your tickets, all you have to do is text the number 918-851-0102. That's 
888-253-0102, or you can request your tickets online at time2freeamerica.com. To request your tickets, just go to time2freeamerica.com. It's time2freeamerica.com. And remember, on the Reawaken America Tour, you can always name your price. We don't want anybody to be unable to attend this event. So if you want to attend the Reawaken America Tour in New York, Request your tickets today by going to time2freeamerica.com. And remember, folks, it's the Great Reawakening versus the Great Reset. With all the current issues on our agenda, we tend to forget that we are in the midst of the fourth industrial revolution. It's now 600 uh, highly educated people uh, located around the world, particularly in Geneva, where our headquarters is. So that's the forum. This is a very disturbing um, the progress for many people, for many people, and they just feel overwhelmed. And you develop some kind of a banker mentality. You say, "Why not my little small world?" Um, and this creates a kind of um, a tendency to of egoism, uh, maybe uh, even nationalism, fundamentalism. You want to go back to the old world. And that's, for example, also certainly one of the reasons uh, for um, the success uh, of uh, presidential candidate Trump in the United States, because so many people are afraid to lose the job. So we're here at Camp Clark in uh, Chicken Palace having a discussion about who is the, the, the GOAT on the Reawaken America Tour. Who is the greatest speaker of all time? Carter, we've had some great speakers. Oh, yeah. Who gets the strongest crowd reaction? Oh, man. I mean, I can go anywhere from Mike Lindell, General Flynn, um, you know, uh, Greg Locke does a great job as well. Dr. Northrup, we have uh, we've had Jim Caviezel on the tour. We've had Sidney Powell. Carter, who's the GOAT? 
Oh man, there's just so many like potential ghosts out there. It's hard to say. Carter, I, I seriously, of all the speakers we've had, you've met a lot of the people. You talked to a lot of people that buy tickets. Oh yeah. When people request a ticket, who's the who's the fan favorite? Who's the oh, ghost? People get super fired up for Amanda Grace. <laughs> Carter, people, you talk to people every day. What, what, what who, who is the, the the number one most requested speaker? Who is the goat? Oh man, uh, Dave Scarlett, um, Amanda Grace, Pastor Greg Locke, uh, Leon Benjamin really gets them fired up as well. Oh yeah, what about Pastor Mark Burns? Is he the oh. goat? Oh, he might possibly be the goat as well. You know, Carter, as far as uh, most commonly asked questions, when people buy a ticket to the Reawaken America tour, walk the listeners through the process. What is the process uh, like for buying a ticket to the Reawaken America tour? Well, first we want to uh, know how they heard about us, Yep. Uh, which conference they're going to go to, and then we have three different ticket packages. We have the VIP, the general mission, and the scholarship, and we want to make sure we know which ticket pack- package works for them. Step one, you got to go to timetofreeamerica.com. You request a ticket at timetofreeamerica.com, or you can request a ticket via text at 918-851. 0102 918-851-0102 So step one, you go to timetofreeamerica.com and request a ticket. Then step two, what happens next? Oh, one of us uh, in the call center, we call you and uh, we uh, see which ticket we need to get you. And as far, how does the pricing model work? How does the pricing model work for the Reawaken America Tour? So we have three different packages. We have the VIP package, which gets you exclusive seating right down front. Yep. Uh, we have the general admission, which is first come, first serve on seating. And then we have our scholarship tickets available as well, so nobody misses out. Now, i got to ask you, Carter. I mean, there's a, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but there's something going on. It makes me, it's making us want to say, who is the goat on the tour? <laughs> I don't know what it is. Update number three. If you want to watch the Reawaken America Tour documentary series 100% free, simply click on the link in uh, the description of today's video, or you go to timetofreeamerica.com, timetofreeamerica.com, and you click on the shop button. When you click on the shop button there, you can watch the Reawaken America documentary uh, series there for free. Also, if you'd like to watch my my goats uh, uh, play on what I call the the goat palace, uh, I'm going to keep some video footage here. If you want to come see my, my, my goats, play on, on, on their goat palace in Tulsa, Jerusalem, Oklahoma. We do have a business workshop coming up here. Our, our next business workshop, uh, previous to COVID-19 and the Great Reset and all this craziness, um, I have uh, hosted business workshops for well over a decade. And if you want to get your tickets to learn how to start and grow a successful business, uh, simply go to time2freeamerica.com, time2freeamerica.com. This business workshop is really built for existing business owners who want to grow their business and take it to the next level. Although uh, small business owners uh, uh, who, who are potentially startups do attend this event from time to time. But again, if you want to attend the world's highest rated and most reviewed business workshop while also visiting my uh, goat palace in uh, visiting Tulsa, Jerusalem. You just go to timetofreeamerica.com and our next interactive business workshop is going to be June 16th and 17th. That's June 16th and 17th right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Next update for you. If you're looking for jobs that don't require the COVID-19 vaccines, jobs that don't require those COVID-19 vaccines, all you have to do is go to timetofreeamerica.com and click on the button that says find jobs that don't require the COVID-19 vaccines. Also, if you're an employer and you don't want to require your employees to take RNA-modifying nanotechnology COVID-19 vaccines, all you have to do is register your business at time2freeamerica.com by clicking on the button that says find jobs that don't require the COVID-19 vaccines. Also, if you're looking for doctors that are not deep state controlled doctors, doctors that will not require you to take an RNA modifying nanotechnology inside your body, 
simply to see a doctor, uh, go to timetofreeamerica.com forward slash treatments. It's timetofreeamerica.com forward slash treatments. Next update for you. If, if you're wanting to know what in the world is going on, uh, I truly do believe that God always reveals his plan to the prophets first. For anybody out there that doesn't know, uh, Kim Clement was the late great prophet who mentioned that Trump would become a trumpet. Uh, He was also a man who mentioned there would be a man by the name of Donald who would become the president, and there would be a time of a contested presidency, a time where a a man by the name of Donald, a a Trump, would actually become the president. But then there would be a time of a contested presidency, and America would say, how could it possibly be that we have two presidents? That, That Kim Clement, one of the most accurate and prolific prophets of our time, Kim Clement actually had a prophecy that he released that shared about the Great Reawakening. I really do believe that Kim Clement did, on April 4th of 2009, prophesy about the Great Reawakening. And he actually said, and I'm quoting, he said, he said, a movement is being born. Those who've previously rejected him shall become Davids of this day. And if you want to watch that Kim Clement prophecy, I know you'll find it to be very encouraging very eye-opening, very awakening. I encourage you to check that out on today's, uh, you'll see it in, in, in today's show description. If you're looking for Reawaken America Tour gear, hoodies, hats, t-shirts, books, the whole deal, all you got to do is go to time2freeamerica.com, time2freeamerica.com and click on the shop button and bam, you will find Reawaken America Tour gear right there. My name is Clay Clark and I can't wait to see you at the next Reawaken America Tour event. Now, on the Reawaken America Tour, we've had incredible guests join the tour thus far. We've had Jim Caviezel. We've had uh, uh, General Flynn. We've had Simone Gold. We've had Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. We've had Bobby Kennedy Jr. We've had Pastor Greg Locke. We've had, I think I mentioned, Mike Lindell. We've had just an incredible lineup of speakers, Eric Trump. But occasionally, we even have a surprise call-in guest. Let the president, the real president, say a few words. Everybody, it's an honor to be with you. My boy is, uh, he's a great boy and he's having a fantastic time. And it's great to be in, the, in that hole. We love the state of Ohio. We love the state of Ohio. And it's so nice to be talking. I wish I could be there instead of my boy, but he's doing a good job, I understand. How is Eric doing? Is he doing a good job? Hello, America. This is Pastor Mark Burns. I am so excited with a big announcement that I have for you. We are bringing the hottest and most sought after uh, tour to the great state of South Carolina. And that is none other than Clay Clark and General Michael Flynn's Reawaken America Tour is coming to South Carolina. You need to go ahead and get your tickets ASAP. I believe there's only going to be 2,500 tickets available. We just sold out in Oregon. Clay just said Oregon has been sold out completely. Ohio has been sold out completely. You want to go ahead and get your ticket right now because you're coming to the greatest state in the union, that is my state, my home, the great state of South Carolina. Get your tickets right now. I can't wait to see you. Don't meet me there, beat me there. 
Hey, I'm Clay Clark, Roger Stone, Jackson Longmire, and the Incredible Hulk. Hey, and uh, oh, the last name Holcomb. Uh, we're here with some Reawaken America Tour updates. First off, can you explain the momentum behind these tours? Yeah, it's, it's incredible. People are hungry for truth. They're tired of the BS they get from the mainstream media. They're tired of the BS they get from the cabal in Washington. They're really tired of the crap they're getting from Big Pharma. So there's no place else you can get a lineup of this. These are truth tellers across the board, doctors, political figures, political activists, community activists, candidates for the U.S. Senate like Jackson Lawmire, who are going, uh, and the, it's, you know, I've been in politics for 40 years. We used to drag people out and beg them to come. <laughs> no, people are waiting online. Yeah. There's a backup for tickets. All right, a second update here for you. And a lot of people say, man, Clint, Eric Trump's coming. Uh, we have, you know, all these household names. You've had uh, Sidney Powell participate. We've had Bobby Kennedy Jr. And people say, well, what's the catch? How is it possible that you let people name their price? And so, Gina, you talk to people every day. Um, how does it work if someone wants to buy a ticket to these events? Because people are always asking me, what's the catch? Can you kind of tell me how the ticket pricing works? Yeah, so we have the VIP tickets, which are $500. And then we have general admission, which is 250 And then if you're on a tight budget, you can get a scholarship ticket. And we start those at 135 but we can let you name your price if we need to. What's the lowest ticket that you've sold a ticket for so far? The lowest price? Um, probably about 6 or $7. Whoa. So that, that's a pretty low price. If you're listening right now, you have somewhere between $7, $250, $8. We don't care. Just get out to there, uh, get out to these events. You go to timetofreeamerica.com to request a ticket. And if you want a speed pass, you can text the number 918-851-0102. 918-851-0102. You can text that number and you can also request tickets that way. Third update, Pastor Jackson, is people are discovering bold pastors like yourself, Pastor Leon Benjamin, Pastor Mark Burns, and you are signing COVID-19 vaccine religious exemptions to Washington. Post uh, doesn't like that so much. That's um, but you've signed over how many COVID-19 vaccines? As of today, since September, I've signed over 55,000 COVID-19 religious exemption forms, which is Whoa. how thousands of people keep their jobs without taking the jab. Unbelievable. And if people want to request the COVID-19 vaccine religious exemptions, how do they do it? They go to my website, which is jacklaw.us. Jacklaw.us, J-A-C-K-L-A-W.us. Roger, I want to tap into your wisdom on this because there's a narrative by people that don't want us to get together and don't want the reawakening to occur that the, the, that, the, that the Flynn team somehow has a feud with the Trump team. But yet Eric Trump loves General Flynn. General Flynn loves Eric. There seems to be a unity happening. I'm seeing a reawakening and a great unity that's occurring. I'm seeing momentum. Can you kind of explain why uh, General Flynn is such a great patriot in your mind? General Flynn... Who I got to know when he and I were basically on trial in the same federal courthouse, oh, nice. being tortured <laughs> by the same corrupt criminals. Uh, and we, we knew each other by text and phone a year before we even met. One of the finest individuals I've met, I worked for four American presidents. General Michael Flynn is one of the greatest Christians, one of the greatest constitutionals, one of the greatest patriots. People understand this guy is a war hero. This is the guy who pulled out his gun and saved others. Uh, and to see him unfairly tarnished as, as a cultist or a deep stater is nonsense. One of the greatest men I've ever met. There's no there's no dichotomy between us and the president. I know the Trump family loves General Flynn, and I know the general has been extraordinarily loyal to the president, as I have. Mike Lindell's website, frankspeech.com, is providing Americans, uh, like this guy over here, uh, Aaron Antis, and, and like my wife back here, uh, with, with the ability to post things on social media without it being deleted. I mean, we've got, as conservatives, we have to find, as Christians, we have to find a place where we can share the truth without worrying about our, our, our content being censored and deleted. And it turns out it costs money 
to, uh, to to do that. And so what we're trying to do on, on the Thrive Time Show, where we're encouraging everybody, including you, to go out there and go to MyPillow.com and buy anything, anything that Michael Lindell will sell you. Use the promo code CLAY, and that way he can fund the creation of Frank's speech. And I'll just ask Aaron you this question. Is yeah. ShawHolmes.com? Yes, sir. Uh, do, do you have employees that work there? Yeah, like 100. Do you pay them? We do. See, this just in. You have to pay people. But Mike has to pay his people. I'm assuming yep. they're getting paid. Yep. And he has servers. He uses servers to uh, build the website, to host the website, all these things. And so it's going to require some money. And so I was thinking, why don't we, as a, as a family, why don't you, as the Thrive Nation, why don't we all come together, go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code CLAY, and buy something. Now, if you use the promo code CLAY, you can save up to 65% off. And so we've been ordering some stuff to show our support. And let's just see what kind of uh, stuff we have here. Now, this is Angelina, who is not a member of Antifa. Whoa. Okay, we, we, we are reasonably sure. We're mostly sure she's not a member of Antifa. And she's yeah. my daughter, and that's good. So can you, you want to open up the box here and see? Yeah. We get a little help here. Uh, James, can we get a little help here? We get a little help here. Now, this is all stuff you can buy on MyPillow.com. You, you, you're not just giving just pillows. The guaranteed the most comfortable slip, slippers you'll, you'll ever own. I'm going to start rocking moccasins in the office now. Rocking the moccasins. Rocking the moccasins here. These are... You're part of the uniform, right? Yeah, these are also... Um, you can also use these as... Kind of hoof gloves. Hand warmers. Hand warmers. So they're versatile, you know. So look how many are in there. Is there a pair of There's a lot. Oh, you want a pair for everybody? The 13s, these are, like, these are boats. These also can be used as boats. On my pillow, you can get slippers, you can get blankets, you can get... Uh, cat, cat, cat beds. Cat, cat beds? Cat pads or cat beds? Your mom said cat beds. Cat beds, you really can get well, a cat bed. Well, they have dog pillows, you could use them for cats, I assume. We need to get one for them. Yeah. Are you, are you guys messing with me right now? Is this a real thing? I have no all right, we're back from Ohio, and we had a great time there. And it is true that the Reawaken America Tour, and that includes me, uh, I'm being sued by Dominion's Eric Coomer for uh, claims of election fraud, for exposing the election fraud, for allowing people like Mike Lindell onto the stage to talk about election fraud, for allowing people to, uh, like uh, Jovan Pulitzer, to hop on the stage to expose election fraud, for allowing the, the people of America to hear the truth about 2020 election was in fact stolen and so uh, right now we we set this up on the website and i'll pull it up right now uh so far i've spent just over one hundred and ten thousand dollars on legal bills uh thus far and at this point we are is 90 days into this process if you could help support us against eric coomer's lawsuit that would be great i would greatly appreciate that and if you go to time to freeamerica.com and you click on the button uh that says support play that's me against eric coomer's lawsuit that would be wonderful and any donations at all you could make through the platform gibson go would be greatly appreciated and 100 of the revenue that comes in from that will go to fight this lawsuit also for full disclosure full transparency i have not taken a dime of income uh, from the reawaken america tour uh, because we want this event to be affordable for everybody. So, uh, if you're listening right now and you you know you can afford a full price ticket, great. If you need a scholarship ticket, we want to help. We don't want anybody to be denied access to the Reawaken America Tour simply because we're in a tight spot financially. My name's Clay Clark. I'd greatly appreciate you if you could help support us in our fight against Eric Coomer's uh, lawsuit. Again, it's cost one hundred and ten thousand dollars in the first in the first 
couple, three months here, we've been fighting this, and it is uh, expensive, but the truth is on our side. We're not going to let anybody, including Eric Coomer, keep us from sharing the truth about, the, about how the 2020 election was, in fact, stolen. 